0: This morning, as we continue our sermon series on evangelism, today I want to share another evangelical ministry from the New Testament. So before we go there, you know, every every message when we start, every message in this sermon series, we take an oath. We call it as evangelism pledge. So shall we all stand for a moment as we recite the evangelism pledge as you see them in the screen shall we start are we ready let's go ahead i believe that i am called to share christ with others preaching the gospel is my duty holy spirit is urging me to preach the gospel all oh, to me if i do not preach the gospel i'm responsible for those who are not believers yet i am answerable if i don't share christ with others. I am making myself available to share Christ with others. I am keeping myself to share Christ with others. I believe church is not within four walls. I believe church is not only for the believers. Church is for the unchurched too. I know the world out there is seeking for God. My faith cannot be contained within me. I must invite my non-believing friends to come and see. If they don't come, I must go to the place where they are. I believe that Jesus can save, heal, and deliver. He uses ordinary people like me to achieve his mission. Lord, empower me. Give me the burden. Give me, get me out of my comfort zone. I am totally available for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. This morning, I want to talk about the evangelical ministry of John the Baptist. Can you say that with me, John the Baptist? So I would like to title my sermon this morning as John the Baptist are Evangelists. Can you say that with me? John the Baptist are evangelist. So you'll come to know what I'm going to talk about this morning. So I would like to give a little outline of the sermon this morning and this is what we are trying to cover during the remaining minutes we have in our hands. So from the life and the ministry of John the Baptist, we are just going to find out, we are going to understand who John the Baptist was. And what was the message John preached on that day? And how can we escape the coming wrath of God? Can you read the last one together with me? How can we escape the coming wrath of God? You know, these are the couple of outlines, you know, outline titles I would like to, uh, you know, uh, keep my sermon within. So first of all, we are trying to understand who John the Baptist was bible says john the baptist was born to an elderly parents by name zacharias and elizabeth good you all know your bible amen now uh, you know they were never blessed with children but god decided to bless them in the very later part of their life now the angel of god gabriel the messenger of god he appeared to zachariah he was a Levite, uh, levitical priest in that generation and you know and the angel appeared to zacharias and told god is going to bless you with the son. You and know, what a blessing it would be to hear that message even at the older age that god is going to bless me with a child years after year and i've been praying for a child but now I'm really getting old. But thank God that he decided to bless me with a child. And in you know, Zachariah's wife Elizabeth, she became pregnant and she conceived a male child. We read that in the Gospel of Luke chapter 1. Now in fact Elizabeth was also she was related to Mary, the mother of Jesus. And you know what when Elizabeth when, when in fact when the angel of God appeared to Mary, saying that she would give birth to Jesus the angel also told Elizabeth is already in her sixth month and she is going to deliver a baby too now when Elizabeth was in full time she came she he, she delivered a male child and they named him John the Baptist as what the angel told them now, as an adult, you know, John had a very rugged life. He was not having just an ordinary life. It was a life, it was very difficult for him. He was living in the mountains of Judea. But That's what Bible says. Zechariah and Elizabeth were blessed with a male child. And the male child was growing up and he happened to live in the mountains of Judea between the city of Jerusalem and the Dead Sea. You know, that's where he was living in the mountains. And he was wearing a cloth that was made of camel skin. Sorry, camel's hair. And he was having a leather belt around him. You know, that was a typical clothing of any prophet in those days. And God chose him to be a prophet for the generation. And that's the kind of lifestyle John the Baptist had. And you know what his diets were? They were very simple. He was having diet locusts and wild honey were there diets his diets you know he was just having a simple lifestyle and john he lived as a very simple man of god because he was focused on the kingdom of god and the very purpose that god sent him to this world you know there's a message there god wants us to be simple because there is a purpose higher purpose we all have in this world Your simple lifestyle will really help you to fulfill the purpose of God because we don't have real time to seek wealth for ourselves. We don't have real time to build house after house and we don't have time to work multiple jobs day and night and finally eventually we are not here at the church on Sunday morning. We don't have time for that because there is a greater purpose and if we don't if you're not focused on the greater purpose we will lose the purpose of God in our lives and that's going to be miserable and John knew that very well he neglected he rejected all the you know normal lifestyle and he decided to live in the wilderness so that he can fulfill the the the, the, the purpose of God in his life now when time came John the Baptist ministry started growing and he realized that people you know came from villages and cities to john the baptist to be baptized in water and because he was preaching the baptism for them to can come and confess their sins so that he can you know baptize them in water because he came also came as a forerunner of our lord jesus christ he came and told there is somebody who is coming he is mightier than me And he is a great God. He is the Messiah who is coming back to this world. And he came as a messenger to declare the message of the forthcoming Messiah. Now, suddenly his name, as his name goes, he was a Baptist. I'm not really talking about the Baptist denomination. You know, if you look at the dictionary meaning of any Baptist, it says that the one who baptizes someone. Who is a Baptist? One who... Baptizes someone. So as the name goes. He was John the Baptist. Luke chapter 3 verse 3. We are going to read a couple of scriptures here. Luke chapter 3 verse 3 says. And John the Baptist went into all the region around the Jordan River. Preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. So he went and preached baptism. And he told repent and be baptized. Repent be baptized. So baptism is part of evangelism. You know, as we come across people, as we introduce them to Christ, the next thing that you and I want to do for them is to baptize them. Amen? Amen. Baptism is not just for the believers, those who are believers for a long time. Baptism is also for the new believers. For the new believers, the new converts, you know. When they come to know about Jesus Christ, they need to be baptized because baptism has so many significance. He was not just a Baptist, he was also an evangelist. And if you look at the life of John the Baptist, he was an evangelical minister because he introduced people to Christ. Listen to me. When people came and he said, it's not about me. There is somebody who is coming behind after me. And he is the Messiah. He was just a, just a, you know, just a post, you know, standing there and showing the way, this is the way you need to go. And that's what the ministry, that was the ministry of John the Baptist. And that's the reason I say he was an evangelist too. You know, today what is the job of evangelists? They just stand there somewhere in the street corner and show, this is the way. The way is Jesus. This is the way you need to go to heaven. If you want to go to heaven, this is the way. This is the way. He was an evangelist too. And his evangelical ministry, Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 29, the next day John saw, you know, he eventually saw Jesus Christ coming, walking towards him. He saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world. So John the Baptist came and introduced Jesus to the multitude. You know, that's the reason I say he was not just a Baptist, he was also an evangelist. Now, the evangelical ministry of John the Baptist was foretold by many prophets. You know, I just want you to refer to some of the, some of the prophets here. 700 years before, the evangelical ministry of John the Baptist was foretold by the prophet Isaiah. I want to read the scriptures for you. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 3. Can you all read together? Isaiah chapter 40 verse 3. The voice of the one. Crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert, a highway for our God. You know, Isaiah the prophet, 700 years before, he was prophesying, saying, you know, John the Baptist is going to come back, come to this world. And he is going to shout in the wilderness, saying that prepare the way of the Lord and make the way straight and make the way highway because the Messiah is going to come to this world. And he is also a messenger of God. Because he came and introduced Jesus Christ to the crowd. You know, 400 years before the coming of John the Baptist. The prophet Malachi, we are reading from Malachi chapter 3 verse 1. Prophet Malachi, you know, prophetically spoke about John the Baptist. You know, the reason why we read the prophetical words, it's very important because we have a strong assurance. Yes, it was told by God and it took place in the life of John the Baptist. And we are reading from Malachi chapter 3 verse 1. Behold, I send my messenger and he will prepare the way before me read that with me and the lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple even the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight behold he is coming says the lord of hosts you know god spoke about the messenger that he is going to come and introduce christ jesus to this world you know malachi spoke about that 400 years before and when this man of god this priest Zachariah who was ministering in the temple of God Bible says Gabriel the messenger of God the angel appeared to Zachariah and this is what the Z- G- angel told to Zachariah we are reading from Luke chapter 1 verses uh, 15 to 17 for he will be great in the sight of the Lord can you read that again together with me and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink he will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedience to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Gabriel told Zechariah, Elizabeth is going to bring a male child, and this is what he is going to do. So we listen to the prophetical word of isaiah we listen to the prophetical word of malachi prophet malachi we also listen to the prophetical word of, of angel the message of angel gabriel john the baptist was an evangelist i want you to just imagine just bring that picture in front of you john the baptist as a single man of god ministering in the wilderness around, around river jordan and Bible says, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And a man of God who was ministering, who was preparing the way for the Lord, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, in those days, Holy Spirit was not even poured upon the church. It was such a dark age, if you remember the history. Nothing was happening in the church during the dark age of 300, 400 years. And now Bible says... Spirit of God was there upon this man of God. Now when Mary visited his Elizabeth, you remember the story when Gabriel appeared to Mary and said, your cousin or your Elizabeth is also pregnant and Mary went and visited Elizabeth and Bible says in Luke chapter 1 verse 41 this is a very interesting scripture read that with me Luke chapter 1 41 and it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit what happened when Mary came there Mary was conceived with the Lord Jesus Christ and you know Mary came there and Elizabeth was standing there in Elizabeth's house and Mary came there to greet Elizabeth because Elizabeth was six months pregnant. And when Mary came and greeted her, what happened? The babe jumped inside her. Oh, we all know that you know when ba- when we are the sixth month, you'll start feeling a little bit about the movement of the baby. Oh, you don't know? Okay. Am I wrong? Little wrong? Seventh month? Sixth month is good enough, right? Five months is good enough. See, look at that, right? Now we'll start. But now this is a different occasion. Mary just walked into the presence of Elizabeth, and what happened? Elizabeth just got a kick in her belly. Why? Spirit of God came upon John the Baptist even when John was in the belly of his mother. Bible says, God's eyes saw us, even when we were in the womb of our mothers. That's the reason you are sitting here. That's the reason you are still able to walk with the Lord. That's the reason you are serving God still. That's the reason you you have the courage to go out and share the gospel. Because God's eyes saw your substance even before they were formed i thank god for that blessing what a blessing is to know that my god saw me even before i was found in the womb of our mother you know this is the word of god this is the promise of god this is a prophecy that is spoken over all the children of god and that happened to elizabeth and what happened also happened elizabeth like all the children they were standing here today and elizabeth was also filled with the holy spirit and elizabeth started speaking in tongues she just received the anointing of the holy spirit and she just started speaking in tongues the power of god struck how who walked into the presence of god sorry sue who walked into in mary elizabeth's house mary, mary. okay forget mary now who is there in the womb of mary, mary. jesus amen and when the presence of god it touched john the baptist was filled with anointed with the holy spirit now bible says he was anointed with the holy ghost he was foretold by prophets He was filled with the holy spirit even before birth and he was brought into the world in the right time to introduce the messiah to the kingdom of god to the multitudes you know his evangelical ministry is very well detailed in luke chapter 3 we will not go there in detail evangelical ministry and the preaching of john the baptist are very well you know laid out in luke chapter 3 his gospel message was a warning message. You know, this is where I'm just going to right now. See, his gospel message was a warning message given out for people to repent and to come back to God. Amen? Are you with me this morning? You know, the same gospel message we preach today, it's not a different gospel we preach. It's the same gospel message we preach today. So we want to know more about what was the message. What was the message that John the Baptist preached? Shall we all go to Luke chapter 3, verse 3? Luke chapter 3, verse 3, Bible says, And he went into, whenever you see a scripture, just read together. Read with me together. And he went into all the region around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Now we jump to verse 7 in Luke chapter 3. 7 to 9. Then he said to the multitude, You know, this was the message of John the Baptist to the crowd. Then he said to the multitudes, that came out to be baptized by him. He called them brood of vipers who want you to flee from the wrath to come. Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance and do not begin Uh, To say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. You know, this was the gospel message that was preached by John the Baptist. That gospel message has not changed. Even today it is the same message that we preach. John was preaching Luke chapter 3 verse 3 as we read. Repent, be baptized and receive the forgiveness of sin. And do you remember what message Peter was preaching? In Acts chapter 2 verse 38 then Peter said to them Look at the message the same message repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit it does not change the gospel has not changed. Listen to me carefully, and we need to be strong in this. The gospel has not changed. John the Baptist preached the same gospel repent and be baptized. Peter preached the same gospel repent and be baptized and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we are asked to preach the same gospel message. You know, gospel message could never be watered down. Gospel message could never be watered down, never be diluted. Today we say it is the message of love. You know, I have this problem actually. Even some of our church family calling me, Pastor, what are you saying? God is always a loving God. Why are you trying to say that? Why are we trying to make people afraid? Are you trying to say that because people will get afraid? God is always a loving God. I say always to, to Him, I have a problem here. I have a problem here. I cannot change the gospel message. It is the same gospel message. We are asked to preach the same gospel message. Now, today we say it is a message of love. Listen to me carefully now. That doesn't mean that we don't tell them about the wrath of God. It is a message of love, but that doesn't mean that we don't tell them about the wrath of God. Message of love means we tell them that the sinning soul must be punished. Listen to me carefully. We tell this out of love we have for them. That's the reason it is a message of love. We tell the punishment that is coming upon this world, but we tell them out of love. It's not another way. It's not that we don't tell them because we love them. No, it's not that way. We tell them because we love them. Listen to me carefully, this is important. Message of love means sin must be punished. And we tell them out of love because we don't want them to be punished. There is a false false gospel. You hear that in the internet. There is a false gospel message of love telling that God is love and he never punishes people is not the gospel of Jesus. It's not from Jesus, but there is a gospel out there that says God is a loving God and he doesn't punish. He doesn't punish. So this is not the gospel of Jesus there is a false, false gospel, listen to me, a gospel message that is not confronting sin. Listen to me carefully. A gospel message not, that's not talking about sin, that's not confronting sin, and not warning people to escape the coming wrath of God, is not the true gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the lie of the enemy. Can you read that second bullet with me? A gospel message that is not confronting or dealing with sin. And not warning people to escape the coming wrath of God is not the true gospel of Jesus Christ. It is a lie of the enemy. So what is true gospel? John the Baptist was preaching the true gospel. What is true gospel? It is a message of love. The message of love is telling people that he is a holy God. You can read that with me. He hates sin. Sinning soul must be punished. Now, if you believe in Jesus, your sins can be forgiven, and you can escape the eternal lie, eternal fire. That is the gospel message. You know, we need to be able to identify the gospel message very clearly. Let's read it again. Message of love is telling people that he is a holy God. He hates sin. Sinning soul must be punished. And if you believe in Jesus, your sins can be forgiven, and you can escape the eternal life that's the message of the gospel so gospel message cannot be watered down you know sometimes you know people preach about the love of christ and they will just keep talking about the love of christ and eventually say that he is just a loving god just whoever we are we can come to christ it is true that you know whoever we are whatever we have done we can come to christ but then after what after that what do we do we need to confess our sins and we ask for forgiveness of sins and then we can need to keep away from sins you know that is the gospel message that we preach so, there is no gospel message without Christ. Can there be a gospel without Christ? But there is somebody, something out there. We need to be careful. There is, there is no gospel message without repentance. There is no gospel message without forgiveness of sin. There is no gospel message without warning people about the judgment that is coming upon this land. There is no gospel message without warning people about the hellfire. It's all part of the gospel. It's all part of the, you you need to know that, we need to know that because we are going out and sharing the gospel with people. It's not just the love of Christ alone. You know, but we share the love of Christ with love so that they can escape hell not that they feel good, no 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 no, we don't want to share that gospel, we need to be clear we don't want to share the gospel so that they feel good, they feel comfortable where they are no, we don't want to share that gospel, we want to share the gospel so that they will escape the hellfire which is coming on the face of this earth and people asked him, when people heard this, they asked him, what shall we do now? what shall we do now? how can we escape the coming wrath of God? And John the Baptist went on and on. Shall we read that together? Luke chapter 3 verses 10 to 14. So the people asked him saying, What shall we do then? If you say that we cannot escape the wrath of God, what shall we do then? Verse 11. He answered and said to them, Listen to me, this is very interesting. He who has two tunics, two garments, let him give to him who has none. And he who has food, let him do likewise. Verse 12. Then tax collectors also came to be baptized and said to him, Teacher, what shall we do then? And he said to them, John the Baptist said to the tax collectors, Collect no more than what is appointed to or for you verse 14 likewise the soldiers asked him saying and what shall we do soldiers came and asked john the baptist what can we how can we escape the wrath of god and john the baptist said to them do not intimidate or you know do not upset anybody do not threaten anybody anyone or accuse falsely and be content with your wages just be content with your wages you know, there is a message to the church as well as there is a message to the people who are outside. Listen to me carefully, I'll be done quickly. And John said, first of all, if you want to escape the wrath of God, number one thing that you need to do is leave godly. Can you say that with me? Leave godly. Leave according to what your religion says. Live according to what the Bible says. You know, first step to escape the wrath of God, according to John the Baptist, saying, live godly. The question number one, people asked him, how can we escape this eternal fire? And what was the answer? He who has two tunics, two garments, give to somebody who do not have. He who has plenty of food, give someone who is not having enough food. And I believe that speaks to us, too. You know, that talks about the kind of wealth that we want to acquire today. Are you with me? Yes? The kind of wealth that we want to acquire today. John the Baptist is simply saying, it's not enough that you say you are children of Abraham. If you keep more than what you need in your possession." You cannot escape the judgment of God. Does it make sense to you? Can you say that with me again? If you keep more than what you need in your possession, you cannot escape the judgment of God. Most of the time we don't want to hear this part. We want to hear about the prosperity. He's a blessing God. He blesses. But what are you keeping that for? What are we keeping that for? For whom? That could have been used by somebody who is not having enough. That could have been used by somebody who who doesn't have food at all. Sometimes we don't know the means through which we can help somebody. But we need to approach people to find out how can I help? How can I give this to somebody? I don't want this. I'm keeping this excess. I used to say that, how many refrigerators do we need in our house? Just one? You may need a freezer. Just need one refrigerator. Right? So you know, if you keep thinking about all these things that we know, our our house is piled up with, and we don't have a place to walk into our house. Anything that you don't use for six months, listen to me carefully. I'm telling to myself too, anything we don't use for six months, or you know, because of the weather, anything you don't for one you don't use for one year, you don't need that basically. Some of us are really good in piling up things at home. Sometimes I want to throw, and she wants to keep. Sometimes you want to throw and he wants to keep. For what? For what? John the Baptist is telling. It's not enough. You say, children, we are children of Abraham. If you keep more than what you need in your possession, you cannot escape the judgment. That simply means one day when we stand before God, God will question us. Question number two: tax collectors asked, Teacher, what shall we do? And John the Baptist told, collect no more than what is appointed for you. I was trying to translate to that in our context. Listen to me, it's very interesting. Any money that doesn't belong to you, don't take that from people. That's what John the Baptist was telling to tax collectors in our context. Any income that is not reported other than gifts received is illegal. You know what I'm talking about. Any income. Any income. So we, want to do, we don't want to do that if we are children of God. One-tenth of our income, listen to me, one-tenth of our income belongs to God. And we keep the portion of that one-tenth of income for ourselves. Bible says it is an abomination to God. One-tenth of that income that belongs to God. Bible says in Leviticus it's holy unto God. That one-tenth of the income is holy to the Lord. And if we touch that income, you know, God is going to destroy us. Not, I'm not saying that it's a word of God. I had to preach this. You may not like it, but I had to say this. I don't want to touch that one-tenth of my income. Any income that belongs to God. Tax collectors ask, teachers, what shall we do? Collect no more. That Don't take anything that doesn't belong to you. Question number 3. Soldiers asked, what shall we do? John the Baptist, tell me, how can I escape this wrath that is coming upon the, this land? And he said, do not intimidate, do not threaten anyone because of your power, because of your authority. Listen to me. And he said, be content with your wages. He said, be happy with the salary what you get. You know, I have seen some of our people struggling. You know, Calgary is paying more, Toronto is paying more. I want to go there. I cannot survive here because you know he is getting more than what I receive. I don't know what we are trying to achieve. What are we trying to achieve? Word of God is telling us: be content with what we have. The question was: how can I escape the wrath of God? You know, if God is giving you three thousand dollars a month, just be happy with that. Just be happy with that. You know, God is well-pleased. Because even we don't deserve that. We don't even deserve that. It's the grace of God. And God wants us to learn. You know, children of God, we need to bring certain disciplines in our lives. And God expects us to follow that because these are the milestones we lay on our way as, as we walk along with the Lord, as we walk towards the heaven. These are the milestones we need to lay and we need to step over these milestones. And God expects that sacrificial heart from all of us. Not just a sacrificial heart. God says, John the Baptist says, You need to be content with your wage, otherwise you cannot escape. And John the Baptist, first, number one, he said, leave godly. Number two, he said, receive the fire. Receive the fire. It's interesting. John was introducing Christ as the one who is going to come and baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire your bible says that holy spirit and fire it means literally it's fire now those who receive the power of god those who receive the anointing of the holy spirit you know it is the fire of god it is the fire of God. The second step to escape the wrath of God is to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 3, verse 16. Let me let, let us read together. John answered and saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to lose. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. Second step to escape the wrath of God is to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you ask me, do I need to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? I would say yes. You may ask me whether the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for everybody. I would say yes. You may say whether everyone speak in tongues. I would say no, as Paul says, because they don't believe. If you don't believe, you cannot speak in tongues. If you don't believe, you cannot receive the gifts of God. If you don't believe, you cannot receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But Bible says, to escape from the wrath of God, we need the fire of God, because He's the one who anoints us, who baptizes us with fire. Finally, how do we escape the fire? We need to really escape the fire. The fire is going to come upon the land. The hell fire is going to come upon mankind. And we need to escape the fire. And we need to tell people that the fire is coming upon this land. And we need to escape. Luke chapter 3, verse 17, the next verse, verse, John the Baptist is saying, as he introduced our Lord God, his winnowing fan is in his hands, in the hands of Jesus. There's a big fan, and with his fan, He is going to thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather the wheat into his barn, and chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. You know, there is a day that is going to come upon this land. God is going to select his word and God is going to take them to heaven and the remaining are going to be thrown into the eternal hell this is the gospel God wants us to preach this is the gospel God wants us to preach number one God is saying that come out of your wicked ways receive the Holy Spirit escape the hell fire you know this is the gospel that God is expecting us to preach and this is the same message it can never be changed it can never be changed you know we tell them this because out of our love so that they may not go to hell. So do we need to share the gospel with love? Yes, certainly we need to share the gospel with love. But not to make them feel good. But we need to share the gospel with love. Because we don't want them to go into the eternal hell. We are not changing this message. The message is same as we read in Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 20. I read that for a short scripture. Ezekiel 18:20. The soul who sins shall die are we hard on people no we need to share this message we need to get this message across but we tell them this out of love that we have for them John the Baptist I'm going to close John the Baptist was not just the Baptist he was an evangelist too he was evangelizing people to receive the coming Messiah he was introducing the Messiah the forthcoming Messiah to the to this world and today God is calling us to evangelize this generation God is asking us to tell people the coming Messiah, the same Messiah is going to come back to this world. When He came before 2,000 years before, He came as a loving God, compassionate God, walking in the streets of Jerusalem, healing everybody and taking care of everybody, feeding everyone. But the same Messiah is going to come back to this, listen to me. Same Messiah is going to come back to this world, and when He comes back, He is going to come back to this world as a judge. Can you say the judge? And He is going to judge this nation and i'm afraid to stand before god and this morning god is telling us now if we love people we don't get really worried about them getting offended when we share the gospel listen to me gospel message is an offensive message people don't like it people don't like it but we don't worry about this but we worry about their soul getting into eternal hell that's the reason the God is expecting us to share the gospel message. If we say that we love people, then if we don't tell them the judgment that is coming upon this land, we are liars. We are hypocrites. We need to tell them the judgment that is coming upon this land. And if we say that we love people, we don't tell them about eternal life. Our world is just in worldly love. And how do we show God's love to people? By giving them warning that you need to walk godly. You need to come to church. You need to serve God. You need to be a good man. You need to be a good woman so that we can escape the eternal hell. And we don't just love people as others will love. We should love people because they don't, they should not go to the eternal hell. And this morning, I believe God is speaking to us. You know, sometimes people hate us when we share the gospel. We need to be aware of this too. People hate us. People don't like us when we share the gospel. Jesus said in John chapter 15 verse 19, read the scripture with me before we close. If you were of the world, Jesus spoke the saying, if you were of the world, the world would allow its own. Yet because you are not of the world, because I choose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. You know, the reason why the world everyone doesn't like when you go with the gospel message is because it did not love Jesus, either. Now, we are not trying to please people with the gospel message, but we are telling them the warn- giving them the warning about the upcoming wrath of God. So don't worry about whether they like us or not when we share the gospel. I just want to close with this, you know, this known story to all of us about the same man of God, John the Baptist. So John the Baptist, he preached the gospel. He was not really liked by everyone. And John's ministry came to a sudden end when King Herod threw John into the prison. And John the Baptist was thrown into the prison. King Herod was the king at that time. And King Herod, he had married the former wife of his brother, Philip. And John the Baptist very boldly spoke against this marriage. And Herod's wife started hating John the Baptist and she conceived this idea in her mind that John the Baptist needed to be thrown into the prison and she somehow convinced King Herod and John the Baptist was caught and he was thrown into the prison and Herodias, the King, uh, King Herod's wife, plotted with her daughter to have John killed and Herodias daughter she did a beautiful dance performance for Herod during his birthday and in front of all his dinner guests and King Herod she was he was so pleased in the dance offered of his daughter and Herod asked his daughter ask me anything that you want I will give you and this girl was already poisoned by her mother and you know what this girl what he asked she asked for the head of John the Baptist and now The girl really consulted with her mother and she answered saying that I want the head of John the Baptist in the platter. Herod was really afraid of John the Baptist because he knew that he is a righteous man and he is a holy man. He did not want to kill prophet John the Baptist or evangelist John the Baptist. And now he had had already made a promise to this girl I will give whatever you need. And John the Baptist was already in the prison, so it was not very hard for him to send one of his soldier and behead John the Baptist and bring his head. John the Baptist's head was brought to King Herod in a platter. And later Bible says, some of his disciples, they went there and they removed the corpse and buried. And they came and reported to our Lord God Jesus. The world may not like us when we share the gospel, but we share the gospel Out of love, shall we all stand for a moment this This morning?